I am your father. This is a Brandon Colby Jacobs from Facebook exclusive. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Touche, my nigga. Touche. Yo, what it do, what it is, man. It's your boy, Brandon Kobe Jacobs, and you are listening to the Established 1984 Podcast. Once again, you are listening to the Established 1984 Podcast, man. We have so many episodes that it's amazing. It's crazy. I am so excited and enthusiastic about everything that we've been able to accomplish thus far, man. We've had some great interviews, whether it was Belize, whether it was Shout Out, which was a great episode if you haven't had the chance to check that last episode out. We had D. White Boy on here. Trust and believe when I tell you that uh, White Boy Damon Down and has some amazing stories to tell. A lot of people don't give him the credit that I think he deserves for his contributions to the Jacksonville music scene. I'm looking forward to doing some stuff. I've been in conversations with Laura Mason. Uh, I'm excited about doing some things with her. Hopefully, we'll get her on the podcast. I'm still waiting on my man, Young Cash, of course, looking to see if I can't get him on the show at some point as well. But today, man, what I really wanted to have a conversation about was something that I thought was very interesting and very intriguing um, on another podcast that I listened to. Marissa explains it all. Uh, Marissa Mendez from Hot 97, man. She had her last episode. They talked a little bit about a variety of topics. But one thing that really stuck out with me was kind of knowing your purpose. And I mean, they talked about a variety of other subjects and they had themselves a good time drinking. I could tell they were doing their thing. But I wanted to kind of delve into that because it inspired me. So I wanted to share a little bit of my perspective on that. Um, what they were talking about a lot, whether it was uh, Tunisia, I think is what her name is, um, Maul and, and, and Marissa. What they were talking about essentially was the, this, this idea, because there was a listener uh, that, that I think wrote in and had some conversation and wrote a letter saying, talking about, you know, some concerns that, that she may have had about wanting to aspire to do some things in the music industry, but not knowing how to get into the industry and not knowing exactly whether or not she was at a place in her life where it wasn't something that was possible for her, which is a challenge that I think we often face, not just in the music industry, but just in general in life. One thing that I've always noticed about people is we spend a lot of time concerning ourselves with what we feel like uh, other people believe that we should or could be doing. Uh, We often take opportunities or we take career paths in an effort to generate revenue immediately for ourselves rather than taking on an opportunity that can lead to education that will ultimately lead to what God's plan for us is. Or if you want to say a higher power, whatever the case might be. What I want to talk about today is I can only speak from my experience now. Uh, I started out, as many of you know, as a promoter, a club promoter, doing this uh, doing this thing with a, a company called New Blood Entertainment with Roger Ryder and Pat Benoit. When I tell you some of the best days of my life weren't even when I generated any revenue. It wasn't about, um, you know, when I came and picked up a check, which trust and believe the checks were great. But when I was when I felt the most edified at anything that I've ever done was just when I felt inspired. I felt on Tuesday nights in that little rinky-dink apartment off of uh, Jackson Bluff Road in Tallahassee, Florida, when I was sitting around a table with uh, Brandy, Farrah, Gerilyn Eckhoff, Roger Ryder, Pat Benoit, uh, Keys Dirty, Vogue Visa, when I was sitting around a table, oftentimes drunk, with those folks, 
was when I felt my best, when I felt my most full, when I felt my most inspired. And I think that, you know, oftentimes that's taken for granted. I mean, think about it. How often do we allow other people to tell us what we should be doing, what we should have? Oh, you're this age. So at this particular age, you should have these things. At this particular age, you should be married now. At this particular age, you should be conceiving some children and bringing some children into this world. We, we often get bogged down in the agenda of other people rather than running our race and focusing ourselves on what it is that God has planned for us and the great inspiration of our existence. We start letting other people tell us how our lives are supposed to go. We start letting other people tell us how to run our race. We start letting other people dictate our lives for us. And we can't continue to do that. Now, for me and my situation specifically, uh, I shut down New Blood Entertainment um, after uh, a series of bad events. Being very candid, sometime around 2009, um, we we just we just hit a terrible spot, mainly because I was doing a lot of drugs. I wasn't very I wasn't as focused on the nature of the business and generating revenue. I just was focused on trying to get that next check from Tom Fisher so I could get some more lean, so I could get some more weed, so I could get some more perk. And and in the process, I wasn't focused on how our business should go. We were moving in a variety of different directions and that's not a necessarily a bad thing, but if you don't have a sense of purpose and a sense of direction, you're always going to be a little bit under the gun. You're always going to have a little bit of trouble about being successful. So we weren't just a promotion company. We weren't just a street team. We were managing artists. We were managing DJs. We were taking contracts with people. We had more work than we could possibly do. Then we started doing work poorly and their word starts getting around about things like that. And ultimately what it led to was me going down the road and taking on a club night because I wanted to I started focusing more on the money instead of being inspired and I wanted to beat Ivory Ore. So I so I took it upon myself when they were in the middle of a of a down spot and um and they were uh there were some issues as far as the next venue they were gonna go to and they 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 pretty much had the crowd uh in Jacksonville. And there was this kind of down period where it was like, okay, well they don't know the next venue they're gonna go to. Okay, I got like a month to maybe grab some of that crowd, draw some interest for myself and generate a little bit of revenue. So I took on a club night. I took on a club night that uh, really being quite honest, probably wasn't a great decision, mainly because I didn't know the details on the liquor license. Uh, I had more expenses than I could afford to pay. And ultimately, it created a situation to where New Blood ended up uh, basically going belly up. Now, granted, luckily, my business partners in Roger Ryder and Pat Benoit had already been planning for a transition out of Tallahassee to uh, Watts LLC. We are the South LLC. So it was an easy transition for me to move over. But I was so deeply attached to that brand. And that was something else that I thought was interesting in, uh, in what Marissa said and, and Tanisha said um, on their podcast was just that don't get so attached to a brand. Don't get so attached to a business. Don't get so attached to, oh, um, I've worked so hard. I need to go work for Home Depot. I need to go work for Home Depot Corporate. Or I need to work for J.B. Hunt. Or I need to work for AT&T or, or, or any of the major corporations. Is that really what you're supposed to be doing? Is that really what you're inspired to do? Is that really what your life's work is supposed to be? Because a lot of us 
who are true entrepreneurs spend a lot of time and waste a lot of years working for somebody else when we should be focused on how to edify and be successful in our own field. Now, granted, it may take a little bit more work, but if we just focus on our own purpose, our self-purpose, that, that internal engine, and making sure that that is as proficient as it can possibly be, I think a lot of us would be a lot better off. I recognize the fact that for me specifically, um, I am not the sort that is designed to work in corporate America. And I work in corporate America right now, but it simply just is not where I'm supposed to be in life. That's just a matter of a fact. I mean, I, I, I'm a... I'm a promoter at heart. I'm a marketer at heart. I am a, I am a public speaker at heart. I am a, I'm a lot of different things. I'm a, I'm very much so the sort that needs to work independently. I need to lead. I need to be creative and I need to feel inspired. And I'm, I'm not nearly as inspired. Um, I'm not nearly as inspired at any point as I am when I'm doing things for myself. Um, man, when I tell you guys, I get excited to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and and work on a book. There was nothing I was more passionate about than writing my first book, The Diary of a Madman, The Life and Times of Brandon Kobe Jacobs, except for maybe writing Strength, The Indelible Love Letter, The Baby Girl. Um, and And I say all that to say that the main focus of 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 everything that I've done well in life has been a byproduct of me doing something to try to edify myself. I when when I was working on that first book, I wasn't concerned about how much money I was going to make. When I was wor- working on that second book, I wasn't worried about how much money I was going to make. When I wrote Strength the Indelible Love Letter, um I was just writing something that mattered to me. I was writing something that I was passionate about and and in writing something that I was passionate about in waking up in the morning and working hard on something that I was passionate about. Ultimately, what it led to was was a great piece of work, a great piece of art and something that I think uh, a lot of people were interested in. And I think that that's the way that you should always approach these things, do things that you're passionate about. And I guarantee you won't work a day in your life because the work that you're doing is something that you're passionate about. Now, um, when I talked about uh, when I talked about uh, the working on the things that you're passionate about, the one thing that we also have a tendency to do that I think is a is a poor way of handling things is letting people tell us when you're too old to do something, when it's too late to do something. Um, Marissa brought up a great point uh, again on her podcast when they talked about from a music perspective, they talked about people like uh, like two chains, like plies, like Eminem, like Jay-Z and these people who we all look at now and we say are these great minds in the music and entertainment industry. They're they're the true influencers. You know, you hear you hear me talk a lot about influencers on this podcast. Um, Those people started at a point that many people might consider to be later on in life. Um, Michael Clark Duncan, as an actor, started much later in life after going through some trials and tribulations. Um, the author of the Harry Potter series started very later in life. And, uh, you know, 
now she's a multimillionaire. Uh, Jay-Z is a multimillionaire after, you know, having his trials and tribulations in the streets for multiple years. And ultimately, look at him now. He is a business mogul. But his first album that really pops off and really resonates with people isn't until somewhere between 27 and 29 years old. You don't hear the first Eminem album until he's 28 years old. I mean, when when everybody was going crazy over Plies in the late 2000s, he was in his early, moving towards his mid-30s. And the man that y'all love is 2 Chains was 38 years old, like three years ago. So I say all that to say you look at these guys, right? And you 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 look at everything that they've accomplished and you talk about how you want to model yourselves after them. But you're 27, 28, 29, or in my case, 32 years old going, well, there ain't no way I can get there. You know, I'm, I'm too old to be trying to do that. Well, are you really? I mean, who says that you're too old to do something? You know, that goes back to that whole trying to run somebody else's race. You looking around, looking at your friends. I mean, I'm 32 years old. I got tons of friends that are married. They got kids. They got families. They got responsibilities. They got 401ks and you know, I'm renting a townhouse and I, I'm paying a I'm paying a car note and you know, I'm out here doing my own thing still. And I could be concerned about the fact that, you know, my homegirl Christina's got a got a child that, that's in middle school, <laughs> you know, and we're the exact same age and maybe I'm supposed to supposed to have a child in middle school by now or I could I could concern myself with what other people think my agenda or or my the way my life's supposed to turn out but i don't <laughs> i learned a long time ago that the only person that i need to please in this world is myself only person i need to please in this world is myself so if i'm inspired if i'm passionate if i'm enthusiastic about what i'm doing that's really all that matters now that's not to say that i wouldn't want some of the things that I feel like I deserve or that I feel like are destined for me, you know, in the future that I don't want them right now. I absolutely do. I want my books to sell a million copies whenever I put them out. Um, you know, I want you guys to like every single uh, post that I make. So I get, you know, 100,000 looks and then I can start getting visibility and say, go to Nike and Reebok and all these other sponsors and try to draw in revenue for myself. I want the podcast to take off and I want it to be number one in the country. <laughs> I want Barack Obama to email me and tell me that he wants me to be the person to interview him for the first time after he's no longer the president of the United States. I want to interview my frat brother, Ashley Bell, and ask him why he thinks it's a good idea to work on the transition team for Donald Trump. I want to engage in those conversations. I want to have those conversations exclusively in an attempt to create great quality content that you guys are going to be inspired by. And I want to be the one to push the needle on that. But it may not be my time yet. And you know what? That's okay. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there because I know I work hard. So if you know you work hard, it's all that really matters. But the thing about being great, the thing about accomplishing your goals, the thing like in my situation, the thing that gets you that catering business that you want, the thing that gets me that that restaurant called Ashton's that I want. <laughs> yeah, um, the thing that that will get me, you know, the hundred thousand copies sold 
and doing speaking engagements for the Diary of a Madman, the Life and Times of Brandon Kobe Jacobs. The things that will make strength the indelible love letter be something that that stretches throughout the years that other little girls can look at and read. And they'll see a man who loves a little girl more than anything in this world. They can look at that and they can read that and it influences and resonates. And, and it's something that people really feel down at the core of who they are. The way that, that those things become successful in that manner is hard work. A willingness to lose some sleep. And I'm willing to lose some sleep to learn how to be a better barbecue. I'm willing to lose sleep to edit a book for the third time. I'm willing to lose sleep to redesign a book cover for re-releases. I'm willing to lose sleep while I have sketchbooks from pulling stuff out. Video games. This is for this is for the folks on Instagram Live and on uh, Facebook Live. Video game scripts from ten years ago that I've been doing with my brother. That I have every intention on. Somebody's gonna make this video game. You know, Sex and Cold Pizza is gonna get written. Diary of a Madman is gonna get re-released, man. But it's gonna happen because I work hard, not because I just am inspired. You know. So it's as much about a willingness to be inspired as it is about the work that you're willing to put in to be great. You can't be a lazy motherfucker talking about one day I'm going to get there. <laughs> no. Like Steve Harvey said, you got to be willing to jump. And in that jump, there might be some pain on the way down. But you know what? Ultimately, you're going to get to your destination. So I say this all, man, to, to just tell people. Stop letting other people tell you what you can do. Stop letting other people tell you whether or not it's over. It ain't over until you're six feet under. Till you're dead and in the dirt. Till your bones become sand. It's never over. So don't let people try to dictate to you and tell you that it's over. If you're passionate about something, if you're passionate about video games, if you're passionate about Comic-Con type stuff, if you're passionate about wrestling, if you're passionate about whatever, man, just go out and pursue it. Now, God will lead you the rest of the way and he'll tell you whether or not that thing is meant for you. But I mean, just frame things in the proper context. You talk about Diamond Dallas Page, right? A lot of people, he's a professional wrestler for those of you who don't know. Um, Diamond Dallas Page was was a, a club bouncer and all of this stuff in his 20s and early 30s, right? He goes from being a club bouncer to in his 30s deciding that he wants to be a professional wrestler, that he wants to take bumps on plywood, okay? He decides that that's what he wants to do with his life. And uh, you know what? A lot of people told him, you're fucking nuts. There's no way that you can accomplish that. You're too old. You're too old to be taking those kind of bumps. It doesn't make any sense. You're making a lot of money as a club owner and you are a bouncer and you've moved up to a club owner. It don't make no sense for you to go that route. But he said, you know what? That's what's meant for me. And he worked hard. And in all of that, he became the champion of WCW. You know, he got himself over, as they say, in the wrestling industry. He generated a lot of money for himself. And he said, you know what? The other thing, other than entertaining people that I'm passionate about, helping people is something that I'm passionate about. 
So he had a lot of injuries after he got out of the out of the wrestling industry. And he says, hey, man, I need to figure out a way to help myself and help other people. So he decides to get involved in yoga. You know, he didn't initially think that it was the best idea in the world because he's like most guys, a tough guy. And he goes, I don't need to be in no fucking yoga. So but he gives it a shot and he realizes that traditional yoga isn't for him. So he's willing to work hard to come up with a version of yoga that does work for him. And he comes up with DDP yoga. And DDP yoga has saved tons of people's lives and, you know, helped them lose weight. It's the reason why Chris Jericho is able to continue wrestling. It's the reason why Jake the Snake Roberts, who was somebody I grew up watching, is is no longer on drugs and is in sh- the best shape that he's been in in probably 20 years. It's the reason why Scott Hall is uh, still alive and walking around. I mean... These are real life things, man. I mean, I know wrestling isn't the, the, is scripted and, and, and not real in that context, but but the pain and the suffering and the drug addiction and all that kind of shit that those guys went through, that shit was real. And because one man was willing to work hard and, and be passionate about helping other people and making sure that he edified himself and a willingness to lose sleep for the things that he was passionate about, he was able to help other people. And in turn, it's made him a lot of money, made him a lot of money. So worry about the things that you're passionate about first. Be willing to lose sleep for those things. And if you're willing to lose sleep for the things that you're passionate about, I guarantee you the money will come. Stop. uh, I'm not going to. This isn't me trying to tell you to quit your job because that's not what this is about. You'd be foolish to quit your job. I got to pay bills just like everybody else. So I'm going to go to work on Monday. But I'm also going to. Get off work and stay up till 10, 11, 12 o'clock working on a book or editing the next script or writing the next poem or in the kitchen working on some sort of, you know, culinary creation in an effort to better myself. I'm willing to invest money in a smoke in a smoker to better myself so that I can be the best cook. The best, I don't want to say chef, because I haven't gone to school, but, you know, enhance my culinary skills as much as I possibly can. So that when the time does come, and it will, for that barbecue catering business to pop up, I'll be ready. And when that restaurant comes, and I get that little small restaurant that I want, and I get to name it Ashton's, you know, all of that comes... I'll be ready to receive those things. You got to make yourself ready for the blessings that God's going to instill on you. You have to make yourself ready to receive the blessings that God is going to instill on your life. I firmly believe that. You want to say it's higher power? Cool. Uh, you want to say it's fate? Whatever. I, I call it God. So. I just wanted to share that with you guys. You know, I know that this isn't as long of a podcast as some of the other ones probably will be, but there's just something that I had on my heart and on my mind about being motivated and being passionate uh, that I think is important. Um, I want to thank again. I want to thank Marissa Explains It All podcast for the inspiration because uh you know, just the kind of dialogue that they have mall and, and, and a statement that he made about being 35 years old and, you know, 
still getting after it and still being in a place at 35 years old where he's still just getting his feet wet. I mean, that should tell you guys something. These are people who have been successful in the industry, people who have gone much farther than I ever went, who said, hey, you know, I may not be where some people think I should be and I may not be exactly where I want to be. But you know what? I'm running my race and that's just fine. If y'all need me, you want to talk about this a little bit more, you can hit me up on the email at brandonkobejacobs at gmail.com. You can always hit me up on Instagram at brandonkobejacobs or you can hit me up on Snapchat at BKJEST1984. My name is Brandon Kobe Jacobs, and I'm an inspired individual. I'm an influencer who loves to engage in dialogue with influencers. So, you know an influencer? Point them in my direction. You know what I mean? Because this is what I do, man. I, I, I thank you guys, everybody who listens on Instagram Live on uh on facebook live I, I thank you all for all of your continued love and support make sure you're checking things out make sure you like and subscribe on soundcloud go to itunes put a subscribe up so that way you get the podcast whenever they come out and i'm pretty good about putting out content as quickly as i possibly can i don't hold things um if you know somebody who you think needs to be on the podcast, if you can put me together with a politician who uh, is an influencer in that field or influencer in the medical field, I want to engage in conversation with up and coming uh, influencers outside of just the music industry. So if somebody is in the medical field uh, who is young and influential and will be the next great mind in that field, I want to talk to them. I want to see how they're going about being great and engage in a conversation to talk about what it takes to be great in that particular field. Once again, my name is Brandon Kobe Jacobs, and you are listening to the Established 1984 podcast. Take care.